Hello, and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Katie Gailey shows up out of the blue to talk about how she got herself involved in the crazy world of ultra running. I think she's probably just as surprised as we are. So that'll be fun. Absolutely. Um, for those of you that don't know, Katie showed up in 2017 and just started running some of the biggest ultras around. We're talking many on the Jenny, Cayuga 50, and even Twisted Branch 100K, plus some other crazy things in between. And you know, I, this is going to be one of those, ideally, one of those um, roller coaster rides, the ups, the downs, the challenges, the break through the barriers, all of that stuff. Um, but before we talk to Katie, uh, I want to take a minute. Uh, you heard it last month, our last episode, which wasn't even a month ago, which is very exciting for me. Um, uh, I want to thank all the Patreon supporters rushing into uh, 2019 with all the support. We hit a brand new high of 30 supporters, and that uh, financial support helps keep me in this uh, cushy, warm podcast studio so we're not recording out in the frigid parking lot. Um, and you're going to see some new energy sort of injected into the Patreon page and a huge push to get to 50 supporters. If we get there, I may, I just may do something crazy. We're not sure yet, but it'll be, it'll be wacky. Uh, so check out the homepage or the bottom of the show notes and click the Patreon banner if you are interested in helping us get there. Please know that any amount of support is appreciated. And with that, Let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. Hey, how's it going, Katie? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, did you run today? I did run today. Yeah? I did. Six wanna... miles in Durand. Nice. Durand. Did you ever run there before? I do just a little bit. <laughs> um, you've done uh, 50K in Durand before? I did. I did it last year leading up to Cayuga. Hmm. Yep. Just um, on my own. Yeah. On a random Thursday. Yeah. That's uh, really interesting <laughs> to me. <laughs> How do you find 31 miles in Durand? I I, I ha did. I've never have. You have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I I mean Sheila and you routinely find 15, 20, 25, right? But you went all the way up to 50k yep. now. Why not? I, I mean, Valone found 30 miles, but it was in a 1-mile loop. loop. Yep. So, what is it about Durand? I just love the variety of trails within Durand. Um You've got some of the wide open spaces on the golf course, but then you also have the single track, the double track, and there's enough variety within the different sections of the park that just keeps it interesting. Yeah, um, th there is, but uh, that 50K, I think maybe <laughs> you did repeat some parts of the trail. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I knew for Cayuga going into it that I needed elevation and stairs, lots of stairs, 
Um, so what I would do is I would hit the hills and do those for like an hour, go back to my car, refuel, run around for a little bit, find another hill, do that for an hour. So Nice. And that's, I guess, another thing about Durand is uh, it's the reason why I run Menden all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You got... You got the car right there. Yep. You got a, You can make come back and make yourself a little aid station. And yep. um, yeah. So if you you got six miles today, is there a is there a favorite? If you're going out for an hour, is there a favorite loop or a favorite little piece that you run? There is a little section that's over by Zoo Road on the other side. Um, I call it Pine Valley. I don't exactly know what it's called, um, but it's. I do a little figure eight pattern up there, and I don't know. I just you can do the climbs and come down, and it's a lot of single track. But then you have the recovery of the road, right? Um, and it it sort of is the pine. It's got like you run through the grass area, or is it all the single track trails? It's so if you climb up Zoo Road about halfway, um, there's a single track that goes straight up. So you take that, and then you can go either direction from there, and it kind of opens up to double track back down. Okay. So that's quick, know. quick and yeah. easy. Oh yeah, it's probably a half mile for a whole figure eight rotation, and it's got about 140 feet of climb. So, nice, and yeah. it's rather dry. Um, today it wasn't, but yeah. So you ran today. You had the whole day off. You got this Friday off thing going for you. I did. That's nice. It was very nice. Ugh, jealous. <laughs> um, and let's see. Uh, so I mentioned in the opening 2017, and you went from I think. Uh, you ran Sega Honda, right? Was that that was like your first marathon? It was my first marathon. Your first ever marathon, correct? Right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what was that all about? How did you? Okay, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, it's a trail marathon. Yeah, it's not exactly easy. No. Were you running trails before you jumped into Sega Honda? I was so. In 2014, I actually ran my first half marathon. It was the Rochester Half Marathon. And I told myself after that that I was never going to run one ever again. And I had taken probably about a year and a half off from running. And I came across Trails Rocks WTF race. And I was like, hmm. I bet I could do five miles. So I (laughs) trained up for the five miles, and um, that was one of my first trail races. And I was never a winter runner to begin with. Yeah. Um, So that was something new for me as well. Mm -hmm. So I kind of caught the bug then, and I kept running with the group on Sunday mornings and Tuesday nights. And... um, I was planning a trip out to uh, the Bay Area to visit my brother, and I had convinced him to do a 10K trail race with me. And probably about two weeks before I went out there, I emailed the race director and asked him if I could bump it up to the half marathon. 
And he said, sure. So I had gone out there, ran my first trail half marathon. Um, my brother still stuck with the 10K. But um, so after that, I had gotten home and it was the very first Mephomidal, um that Michael Vallone put on in Durand. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was a good challenge, just the one mile loop, do it for however long you want to. And I did 20 miles that day. Right. And that, at that point, had been the longest I had ever run. Your longest run mm-hmm. ever was 20 miles yep. in a one-mile loop in Durand. Yes. Would you say that's what started your love affair with Durand? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. So you got a one-mile loop, and you figure out that you can run 20 miles. Yes. Now, a did huge you, accomplishment. Did you get nervous when you were running mile 14? Were you like, oh, I don't know? Well, I think it's kind of exciting. At this point, the furthest I had gone was 13. So here I am like, oh, 14. If I can do 14, I can do 15. Yeah. And then at mile 15, you're like, okay, I feel pretty good. I can walk for one. And it got to the point where I was at 18, and I wanted to stop at 18. But I'm like, I can't stop at 18. Yeah, like why I'm would so you do close that? to 20. Yeah. So it was kind of it was a great goal and a great mm-hmm. accomplishment to get done for someone who had just started. Yeah, and you hadn't been running all that much at that point, right? Like you started, like you said, your WTF was December of 2016. Yes. Right. So it's the end of 2016. How did you, what did you do to get up to that point? Were you a runner before then? I was doing local 5Ks and things like that, getting out maybe once or twice during the week. Um, but as soon as I started running trails, I was just hooked. Mm-hmm. So, Do you remember what got you started running? I started running. My goal for that very first half marathon in 2014, it was the first thing that I had that I was doing like for myself. Like mm-hmm. it was a goal that I wanted to do that I knew that I needed to train for it. Um, so it was just kind of like self-determination that I was going to go out there and I was going to do it. And it was you, the first thing that was like solely mine that I did. And you just, were you athletic or did somebody dare no. you? or <laughs> Have was you there- met me? I am not well I won't say this I'm not a runner but I don't have a (laughs) runner's body (laughs) oh no um yeah but so Sheila wasn't a runner either right Sheila Egan was not a runner she ran her first race because she found out there would be free bagels at the end there you go so did somebody like I'll give you five dollars. I, I double dog dare you. Did you? Did it look like a cool shirt, or you were just like, you know what? Why not? I was yeah. at the point where I was like, want to do this? Why not? <laughs> and if I didn't have a valid reason not to, then yep. do it. All right. So I can buy that. Okay. So you decide that you're you you're a runner. You run WTF. Mm-hmm. You're 
traveling to California and instead of running six miles, you run 13. Yes. Okay. Uh, Michael Valoon says run this one mile loop as many times as you can and you run it 20 times. Yes. There's a there's a trend here, yeah. right? Um, it was slowly building. And by slowly, I mean very fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Were you enjoying running? Oh, like, absolutely. So yeah. so you're just like, the longer I do this, the more fun it is. And it was fun to have goals. And, you know, I remember signing up for Saiga Honda and being like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, it's a marathon on the trails. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where it was a Tuesday night after one of the trail uh, Trails Rock Hill repeats at Durand and Sheila was talking to me and she was like you know Katie you've been putting in like 40 50 mile weeks mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah I'm training for Sega Honda <laughs> and she's like you could run many on the Jenny I was like <laughs> okay and so I had been training for Sega Honda and Sheila put that little bug in my ear and all of a sudden, Sega Honda became a training run right. for many on the jet. You took your A goal and turned it into a training run. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's again, this trend, <laughs> bigger, Why not? longer. Why not? I mean, that's the mantra I live by. Why not? Seriously. Mm-hmm. If you can think of a good reason not to do something, then maybe you shouldn't do it. But mm-hmm. running many on the Jenny. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. That's yeah. So you finish your Sega Honda. Yes. Well, so you're you're at the start of your trail marathon. Are you thinking like, who boy, many on the Jenny, or are you thinking I really need to get through Sega Honda today? I was just so excited. I was just like a little kid. I remember the first time I looked down at my watch, two and a half hours had gone by, and I was like, wow. This is so much fun. Wow. It yeah. just happened. It just just happened. Nice. And so you finished Sega Honda. You feel great about mm-hmm. your life choices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I um, Sega Honda was my first trail marathon as well. And it was the mud year. of As they say, every other year is a mud it, year. It was a mud year for us too yeah. that year. Um, I met Michael Valone on that running up to like maybe aid one or aid two running up to one or three so i met michael valone and we're like this is pretty dumb huh (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) and um but i remember like running that and uh it took me six hours my for my first trail marathon in the mud and and i had when i first started running distances i was like i need to train for a four-hour marathon because I can't run longer than four hours. When I finished Sega Honda, I'm like, well, I did six. I, I guess I, you know. That was the one hard thing coming from the roads to the trails was throwing out the expectation of how long things were going to take me. Right. And I think that honestly has benefited me through my ultra career. Mm-hmm. I have no expectations of when I want to finish. I just want to finish. Right. And um, that comes in handy when you're doing 40 sure or 50 miles. Yes, it, it does. If you take the uh, the idea that it's just a 
day in the woods. Yep. And that's all it is. Just a stroll in the woods. So when you finished Sega Honda, did you feel good about many? I mean, so Sega Honda is five weeks roughly before many on the Jenny. Did you feel good about it at that point? Or were you like, did you call up Sheila and be like, what did you get me into? I definitely think after Sega Honda, I was a little apprehensive, a little nervous. Because, I mean, it's a tough trail marathon. No, it's no, it's not. Yeah. It's easy. It's, it's hard. It's hard for a runner that just started six months before. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it was actually right. easy. I'm saying um, there's a lot of challenges in Sega Honda. One, just you're new to it, so the yep. amount of time, logistics, and what are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Yep. Then you got to deal with mud, and you got to like you got the aid stations up the farm but, roads, yes. and you just you you may think I never want to be on the FLT again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and many on the Jenny runs that part yeah. of the course. It just runs it backwards. But I think it helped me at the end of many on the Jenny because I remember from the last aid station to the finish of mm-hmm. many that it was pretty flat. Yeah. So everyone stopped at that last aid station and I just blew right through oh, wow. because I knew what it was so close. Mm-hmm. So strong. But then you, on that last piece, so Damn Good also runs that mm-hmm. and comes back. And uh, there's a lot, for me, a lot of um, you really need to pick up your feet in those last two yes. miles. All those little roots that you stepped over easily mm-hmm. on your way out, they're like three feet taller. Yes, they are. On the way back. <laughs> and so it's a lot of tripping and a lot of stumbling and maybe yeah. a little bit of swearing. It's all right. That's yeah. what ultra running's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So many on the Jenny, the first ever many on the Jenny. Yes. All right. Forty miles starts at one side of the park. Yep. Runs all the way down to the gorge and all the way back up. Good folks at uh, Trail Methods have found all of the trails in yes. the park. So, what'd you think about that? Now, this is your first legit ultra yes it was like this is a big deal yes and jumping from a marathon to a 40 was probably one of the dumbest (laughs) ideas i could have ever done but i also think it was good because it kind of jump-started my ultra career yeah it skipped you right over 50k exactly and And i'm Many on the Jenny, I remember being one of the most difficult races because I hit that wall at the marathon distance. And I remember thinking, I still have 13, 14 more miles to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it was a huge jump, especially from just five weeks between Saiga Honda and Many. So, and those. That half marathon, that 13, 14 miles, that's not two and a half hours. Right. (laughs) It's not your normal half marathon because it's on the back end. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So um, at that point, I think your 
Your money on the Jenny time was what twelve hours ish. Yep. Yeah. So that's a huge. I'm pretty happy with that. But that's a huge change for you for like time on the feet because Sega Honda is like six hours. It took me five hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, and then jumping to twelve hours. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Were you smiling the whole time? Most of it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a few hills I was not smiling at, but yeah. I can I can understand yeah. that. Um but I mean you just jumped into big runs real yes. quick. How'd you get that confidence to do that? I mean Sheila put that bug in my ear and it was something that I loved doing. As mm-hmm. soon as I finished Money on the Jenny, I was like, This this is it. Mm-hmm. This is what I wanna be doing. Mm-hmm. These are the people I wanna surround myself with. Mm-hmm. So, and there was no looking back. No, nope. nope. That's that's it. And then from there, that's what you. It seems like forty is like your new bar now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I had taken some time off of many afterwards. I was hurting quite a bit, um, but I had a nine-hour timed ultra in Connecticut in the end of September of that year. And I remember telling myself, if I can just hit 40, because in in the back of my mind, I have, okay, I did 40 at many in 12 hours. Mm -hmm. If I can do 40 in nine hours, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll feel like that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And sure enough, I hit just over 40. That's, uh, wow. Yeah. And so what was that, what was that course like? Is it was it comparable to many and the Jenny, or was it like a flat course? Or it was pretty flat. It was a little more technical than I was anticipating. Um, there was a, I want to say it was like a three mile loop, mm-hmm. and then you would go back to the start, and then the other way it was a two mile loop. So okay. each completion was five miles. All right, and that was the Forgotten Forest Ultra. Yes. Cool. So. 40, now you're at 40 miles in nine hours. Yeah. What? How? What's next? Yeah, like, I mean. 40 miles in eight hours. <laughs> 40 miles in 759. Yes. So do you, um, you were, you just said earlier, like, have you met me? Implying that you weren't very athletic. I mean, know? I don't know. You look at me and you wouldn't expect to see an ultra runner Mm -hmm. but i'm determined and strong-willed and stubborn as the rest of them so (laughs) so that gets you there that's right yeah and that uh no expectations thing i think that's also kind of a kind of a helpful um Maybe it deals with that like imposter syndrome a little bit. Like I'm not racing. I'm just here for a day in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just out for a stroll. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So that, that puts us kind of at the end of um, 2017, except for you also did another Mafamidal, right? You did the fall edition. Yes. And that one was the eight hours. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. 40 hours or 40 miles. Yes, I did 40, but I think the loops were two miles each. Yeah, I think it, well, it's like one, it's like 1.3 and 1.8. They're almost mile loops. Okay. So, and that's in Awatka, that one was. So, yeah. So now you're at 
40 miles in eight hours. Yes. And that was rainy and wet. Yes. And, and it and, was starting to get dark at the end. And I remember we're all kicking around. We're standing in the shelter. Yeah. People are, you guys are all eating. nice and warm. We're all changed. Yes. And you came in and you were like, uh, do I have time for one more? Could I, could I do yeah. one more? And we're like, sure. <laughs> Go now. <laughs> I remember timing my second to last loop. And I want to say it was just about 20 minutes. And I came in with exactly 20 minutes until the eight hours. And I just blew right through to do the last lap. <laughs> so you and you're also this isn't like a, a motivation to go out and be alone in the woods with your thoughts. You're a little chatty when you're running. You're friendly. So what what do you get? out of 40 miles in eight hours what what do you leave like feeling with is that a weird question i don't know because i do i do a lot of my long runs by myself yeah i do find that it's just kind of peaceful to get lost in your own thoughts and I don't know. People are always like, what do you think about? Do you listen to music? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no. Like, I couldn't tell you what I think about during those eight hours. You just kind of do it. Do you think about, like, am I doing it right? Do you think about your stride? Are you like, am I I running with my arms in the right place? No. That thought never crossed I should have did more lunges last week. absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Are you like, look at those pretty flowers? I think so. They're like, wow, it's such a nice day outside. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what kind of day it is, right? Yes, exactly. Wow. So we need, I need some of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's where the no expectations kind of comes in. Yeah. You just kind of, I turn off the competitiveness. Don't get me wrong. It's there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of turn that off and just kind of enjoy it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it it's interesting to think that you you need your friends to sort of give you a nudge and yeah. tell you what you can do and then you know um once you start doing that that becomes your new normal mm-hmm. and then you start telling people that they can do it yes. right so um we know Sheila is your bad influence but have you been a bad influence on people I don't know. I try to get some of my work friends to come with me. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Um, But I think I have. I remember when I was at Paychex, I had convinced my team to do the J.P. Morgan Challenge. Mm -hmm. And they all hated it. (laughs) But they all did it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was kind of like a good like team bonding experience mm-hmm. even though but it's they not their thing. Well, was it an RIT loop? Was that No, it was um the first year they moved it back downtown. It was just last year. Oh, okay. Yep, down by Frontier Field. Right. Maybe we so need one of the kids lost his keys on the course. We had to go back out. It was uh, kind of a miserable experience for everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> So they won't be running yes. another one, you know, Correct. I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've run I've run them when they were around um Highland Park and okay. then I've run them at RIT. Yep. I've not run one of the downtown ones yet, so. Yep. 
Maybe this year. There you go. I found out that um, a couple uh, of my coworkers at uh, at work now they are like at the level. Mark Streb, who was on a podcast a couple episodes ago, they're at the level where they're competing to go to the world championship. Oh, awesome! So they're like you know, eighteen minute corporate challenge people so now i gotta get my uh i gotta get my chops up and my my best is i think a 28 minute corporate challenge so i just think like they're already cooled down hit the showers you know but i i think just being around that kind of energy of a team that's like competing to go to the the worlds would be fun so you know um so after like your sort of your first year um, you did a lot. I did a lot. Did I did you, a lot. Did you feel it? Like, were you like, oof, I did a lot? Or I think at that point, I had noticed that my base was at about 40 miles a week, mm-hmm. which is a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I took a little bit of time off during the winter, especially because it was so cold last winter. Mm-hmm. Um, did a lot of treadmill work. And during the winter, I do a lot of roads. I'm not on the trails as much. So I think when spring comes and I can get out after work, it's still light out. I can hit the trails a little bit more. It's kind of gives me the spark that I need for Mm -hmm. the spring and summer. Got it. Uh, So you got the mental game down. Um, Did you feel it like physically? Do you get aches or bumps or bruises or anything? I do. After many... I was hurting. I did something to my hip. My hip was off for a month or two. Um, Cayuga this year beat me up pretty good. Beat me up a lot, actually. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it just makes you stronger. So, yeah. So let's get to uh, let's get to that because the Cayuga, I think the. The runner that I'm looking at here, I think, was born at Cayuga. Yes. <laughs> Cayuga was a interesting experience. And I remember I had talked to a few people who have done it in years past. And everyone said the same thing. They loved the 50. They would never do the 50 again. They yeah. would do just the marathon. Um, and now I understand why. Yeah. The tough part is the 20, the marathon, you got to go under the start and go back to the finish. You, you go and you're like, Hey, I've, this is where the party is. Yes. I'm just going to turn around yeah, and, and yep. uh, go back real quick. Go back out. <laughs> yep. And it's a lot of out and backs too, along the same trail, um, which I think mentally was tough for me mm. too. But so. you're the person that did that does loop races and runs forty miles on a loop. Yeah, but it's different to see the lead pack like coming towards you, and you're yeah. at mile six, and they're at mile <laughs> twenty. Yeah. Um. I will. I'll never forget. I was coming up the one climb, and the top three guys came just flying by, like towards us, and I remember thinking. Holy crap. So, um, you know, there's some great 
absolutely phenomenal runners at Cayuga, and I'm kind of honored to be running with them. I finish much farther behind them, but I'm still running with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we all are. Yeah, you know, I yep. mean, if if we all if you only signed up for races that you thought you could win, you, there wouldn't yeah. be any races, yep. right? Like, so um, I like Cayuga for that same reason is that there is a huge pool of talent. Yep, and you know, for us that are running twelve twelve thirties, um. There's, we get to see the runners that are running seven hours, you know, and you're hanging out. I mean, that's what the ultra community is, right? Like just hanging out at the same place. And some of us run a little bit faster than others, you know, um, but Cayuga was a a big deal for you. I think at one point I, I remember you saying something, um, that I hadn't heard you say before, which was you didn't maybe want to finish this particular race? Not that I didn't want to finish. I think what it was was that we, there was at one point where I was at an aid station and one of the volunteers at the aid station, the aid station was about to close. Mm -hmm. um, But she was like, you have a minute to get in and out. And I think that kind of played a mind trick with me. Because now I'm thinking, what is my pace? What time is it? Mm. How much do I have until the next aid station? You're 40 miles in at this point. And the thought of you not finishing kind of crept in my mind. And mm. it it completely messed with me. Sheila had to come rescue me and lead me into the finish. <laughs> but I finished. Yeah. So she ran the last... I want to say five or six miles with me to make sure that I finished. Yeah. So. Because you didn't think it was worth it or. No, I just, it was tough. It was very tough. It beat me up. And um, there was one point in the race where we were probably right before that aid station that was about to close. I was running with another girl. And um, we talked for a little bit. Um, She popped her headphones in, kind of ran up in front of me. Um, Probably 10, 15 minutes later, I go to make a turn on the trail. And there's this guy standing there. And he goes, she missed the turn and is pointing to this girl. And he, like, we're both staring at each other. And he goes, well, I can't chase after her. And I go, okay. And I think to myself, if that were me, I would want someone to come chase after me. Um, So there I was chasing after this girl that had headphones in. I'm trying to scream Uh. at her. Um, But I think that kind of goes to show about our ultra community. You know, I was so worried that we're so far into this race. And if they Mm -hmm. find out she's off course, Mm -hmm. they don't know whether or not she's cutting the course or what's going on. And I would hope that if in her position that someone would try to get Mm -hmm. me. So I had chased after her 
ultimately caught up with her and was like, hey, you missed the turn back here. So we ran back and up she's the like, trail. she's like, yeah, I'm just out for a jog. I'm not even <laughs> no, in the no, race. No, no, no. <laughs> she was in the race. She was, she was completely shocked, but I understand it. You're zoned yeah. out. Yeah. And, um, hmm. you know, Cayuga is in, those, in the parks and there's, you know, families and other runners and other mm-hmm. people that are there where it could be very easily you see someone up ahead and you yep. just kind of follow them without following the flags. Yeah. Uh, I had so- that at um, a Sega Honda preview run. Somebody had, and it was like preview run. So we're talking March. There's still like snow mm-hmm. and ice. And somebody had headphones in and it, the preview runs are not really marked. And he just kind of ran. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. And I was I was the last one in the line and he was right ahead of me. And so I'm like, great. Got to go chase this guy, and yeah. I'm shouting, and I'm like, "Got to find him! Can't have him! Yeah. Can't have him dead in the woods!" You know? Yeah. And so. so ultimately, when I had caught up to her, we ran back, and the trail that we were on split, and I was like, "Which way did we come? There's no flags." Oh, yeah. Um, and I remember thinking the other trail went up a little bit, and I remember thinking we didn't come down something like that. Um, so we did find the right trail, but I mean, that probably blew 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes total. Put some extra miles on your legs. And, um, so, and then the next aid station that we got to was the one where Mm. we weren't, we had to get in and out pretty quick. Um, but that girl waited for me at the end to Mm. congratulate me. Mm, There you go. So. And uh, you made a new friend. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the moral of the story here is don't wear headphones. Don't wear headphones. Because you could have just shouted at Katie her. Katie is not going to come chase after you. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's got 40 miles on her That's legs right. already. <laughs> She's just tired. Stop it. Stop <laughs> making it more difficult. <laughs> We're not, we don't get extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why... Um, why do you think that you are now stuck in the trail world? Is it peace? Is it like nature? Is it physical fitness? Is is there a tangible thing that you're now stuck in trail I, ultra running? I think I just like it. <laughs> it's a chance for me to just kind of be alone for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And I think it gives me good goals and good things to kind of train for and mm-hmm. to feel that sense of accomplishment like I did this. Right. So But um so I'm gonna switch gears real quick before we get into this newest world, um, the most recent stuff. Um because I was asking that motivation in the nature thing because you also went down to Chile last year, right? And while not ultra running, um, you certainly spent a lot of time (laughs) out in the woods. Yes. So start at the start here for me. What what was that trip all about? It was a conservation trip down in Chile um, in the Torres del Paine National Park down there. And we went down, there was a group of 14 of us, I believe, and we helped build some trails down there. So there's a famous trail that's called the W Circuit that people will hike. And 
maybe about five, ten years ago, there were actually two wildfires that came through and destroyed, I think, a total of around um, 90,000 acres. And so what they're doing is they're rerouting one of the trails on this W circuit to make it one way so there's less human impact. So what we were doing, our group was doing, was building this new reroute of the trail. And what was that group? How did you get involved in this? How did you find it? I actually, believe it or not, found it on REI. REI partners with Conservation Volunteers International, and they are the ones that put these trips on to different places. So you get to go volunteer. There was a a local group of Chileans that were down there, too, that were also volunteering that we got to work with for the two weeks. And was this the first time you had ever done anything like this? Yes. I got my passport just for this trip. (laughs) And so what time of year was it? What was it like down there? It It was actually almost a year ago. It was in February. Um, so it was their quote unquote summer. Um, but we're at the very southern tip of Chile, like we're in the Arctic region. Um, so it was probably like 40s, 50s during the day. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So it was great. What you what you do? You you took a shovel and a and a saw and you walked through the woods. We took some pickaxes and uh, we just graded the trails. So there was an old horse trail that was there that was used in like the fifties. Because um, there's different places called refugios where um, the hikers and campers and stuff can go and camp and have a hot meal. So this was kind of like a an easy access between the refugios that the mules and stuff, because everything's carried by mules down there, um, that the mules would come in and carry all the food from place to place. So it was just an old horse trail that we were kind of regrading um, so that the W circuit, the one leg of the W will be one way. And we got to work with an engineer that's, actually from Alaska, um, he flew down and was building a suspension bridge over um, this river that was down there. So there's a little bit still left to do. Um, The trail in total that we were working on, I think will ultimately be about five miles. Our group in the two weeks did a mile worth of trail. Um, The next set that are going down has to, they're building boardwalks. Um, Because the area that we still have left to do is kind of marshy area. Um, So they actually have to fly in the material with a helicopter and drop it. And it was actually interesting. There was another guy that we were working with that was building um, a waste disposal system at one of the refugios instead of people just digging holes. And they had to fly his stuff in via helicopter. And the Patagonia winds are a real thing. So in the two weeks we were there, there was like one good day that this helicopter could fly in all the material. And they made two trips and we saw them both times. And so the whole time we're like, there's Gary's Porter potty. (laughs) But I mean, it was kind of cool to see 
to see that and to see different groups coming down and they have their own niche that they're doing to kind of help better this for everybody else. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. (laughs) But I I can't help but thank you. Um, If anybody from Charles Rock is listening, you're like, I was down there for two weeks and we did one mile. And and everybody in Charles Rock is like, that's a Sunday morning I for know. us. <laughs> it's a stroll. Yeah, so that that's cool. And so you did you get um did you get a good piece of Chilean culture or were you sort of more isolated out in the woods and I think we did. Um one of the girls that I became really good friends with, um, she's fluent in Spanish. So when we were down there, she was kind of our liaison between the Chilean volunteers in our group mm-hmm. and the workers who worked there. Um, so I think it was a good dose of culture and it was a great experience and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. I noticed you kept saying like what we have left to do or yes, the things that I know, we did. I know. So <laughs> like are you it's February. Are you going back down? I wish I can't <laughs> this year, but I, my goal in the next few years is to get down there when the trail's complete mm. to see it again. Yeah. So that's it's cool. it's not around the corner. It's kind of a far <laughs> trip. Yeah. Um but absolutely I wanna go back. Yeah. So did you do any like side trips or anything like that? Did you or did you work the whole time? Did you like go explore, go on a run? Were you like, hey, hold my pickaxe, well, I gotta drop there, forty miles out real quick? There was a mountain lion in the area. Um, so they told us that we couldn't be off by ourselves, so we always had to be mm. in pairs. So mm. there was no trail running. Um, but for a few of the days we did have off, um, one of the days we hiked up to one of the glaciers and we got to see the glaciers. Um, one of the days we had hiked up to the towers, which is what this park is known for. And we got up at two o'clock in the morning and hiked up there so we could see the sunrise Mm -hmm. hit these towers, which turned them this beautiful pink color. And there's probably about... 50 people up there too that had made the trek wow. in the middle of the night to see it. And it was incredible. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So um, you're getting, you're getting a little misty eyed thinking about I mean, that, huh? It was so awesome. And then, you know, to see, feel like it was a year ago. It doesn't feel like that. Right. It happened so fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I remember I, we, we went on a run and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to Chile. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, so when are you leaving for Chile? And you're like, I just got back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very, um, spur of the moment trip, I guess. I had signed up for it about six weeks before mm-hmm. we were leaving. Um, I had, thought about it for a while I, that's why i had gotten my passport and i was under this oppression impression where i was i'm either gonna do it or i'm not and i think that's where the mantra why not why comes not? into play mm-hmm. and i couldn't think of a reason not to do it so mm. i just went ahead and did it why not and it was the scariest thing i've ever done <laughs> i don't speak spanish i've never traveled abroad before so, you know, flying into Santiago, not knowing where anything is, what I'm doing, I just kind of followed people around yeah. to get to the right places, but it worked out. Yeah. Now you want to so, go back and do absolutely, it again. Absolutely. Very cool. 
So that probably, um, so that was like, like you said, February. You're sort of, I mean, these are two pretty big years they for were. you. 2018 yeah. was a huge year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, well, wait, you turned 30 in 2018 too, didn't you? Oh, I did. Uh-huh. I did. Yeah. See. Yeah. You so had that's... the pre math up. <laughs> well, hey, I turned 40 <laughs> in 2018. So <laughs> we'll share the pain together. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. All right. So not, not content with, uh, many on the Jenny and Cayuga trails. And uh, you decided at the last whim again, yes. right? Like, what was it? Was it like the day that registration closed? So what? Okay. I'll rewind <laughs> a little bit. I did a preview run in 2017 of the last third of Twisted. Because in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, Twisted, that'd be so cool if I could do it. so badass. (laughs) I did the last third and was like, holy crap, this is tough. And I had signed up to volunteer. And I worked at the last aid station, Urbana. And just seeing everyone come through, I'm just like, this is incredible. Everyone that's here is absolutely amazing and doing this incredible thing. And I knew someday at that point that I had wanted to run Twisted. I just didn't know that it would be the next year. (laughs) Um, But at that point, I had trained up for Cayuga and I, I had told myself, Wait until after Cayuga to see how you feel and then go from there. Cayuga, when I say it beat me up, it beat me up. I had blisters the size of golf balls on the bottom of my feet. Sheila can attest to it. When we were running, I was like, I think these popped. I think my blisters popped. Turns out they didn't. And she saw the bottom of my feet and was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, so... After Cayuga, I was feeling pretty bad. Um, And I remember thinking right after Cayuga, like, there's no way I could do Twisted this year. My body's not going to recover. And that's Cayuga's July July. 21st. Yep. And then Twisted. It's August 18th. Yep. Four weeks. Um, And then also, too, in the back of my head, you know, Twisted is a goal race. For a lot of people, if not everyone. And to think that I was on the fence about Twisted, not sure how I was going to feel, I didn't want to take that away from someone else who had been training for it. Yeah, so you weren't sure whether or not you wanted to do it. You knew you wanted to do it. Oh, absolutely. And I think the reason why I signed up was that I want to say Twisted hit its max. And then Scott was like, we're going to open up 10 more spots. And I think it was then and there that I was like, if these people wanted to sign up for <laughs> Twisted, they would have done it already. So when they had opened it up, I jumped immediately jumped right in because I'm like, this is just a freebie at this point. Right. So you're already I, trained. And I had I had already I had been toying with the idea. I had already asked Matt Steiner if he would pace me if I decided to do it. 
And um, yeah, I think it was within a week or 10 days before Twisted, I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, I was like, I just want to see how far I can go. I hope that I can finish. Mm-hmm. But if not, I just want to see what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And So you get there. Yes. Uh, did you have a what am I doing point at, at any point in the race? Um, at any point during the race, no. Um, the night before, yes. Yeah. The night before, we're on top of this hill. There's like 50 mile an hour winds. Like yeah, my was, tent is going to blow away with me in it. it was there was no windy. sleep to be had that night. Um, but I remember thinking when we woke up in the morning, I was like, at least it didn't rain. Yeah. And I remember thinking at the start line, <laughs> at least it's not raining. And 10 <laughs> minutes later, it poured and it poured for four hours. It was a big rain. It was a very big rain. <laughs> But it was a dry sleep. It was a dry sleep for the 20 minutes. <laughs> um, That's the wettest. This year's uh, 2018's Twisted was the wettest I've ever seen that. I mean, hands down, the wettest I've ever seen that course. But do you remember what I said to you when I saw you at either the first or second aid station? Was it the first? Was it the first aid station? I don't know. But you looked at me and you go, "Are you having fun?" <laughs> Do you remember my answer? Like, no. absolutely. I, I it was the. F- first aid station because we doing the timing we always go down and do cutler ourselves and uh i had seen you there because i i remember like whoo katie's going kind of fast Uh (laughs) (laughs) but no it was it was fun right it was absolutely i would do it again in a heartbeat I mean, that is, that was the, the wettest I've ever obviously seen that course. One of the, one of the funny stories we have at the, we always sit around and talk about it at the end the next day and all that as we're cleaning up. And, um, Scott McGee had somebody come up to him and say, you know, you really should have, uh, safety ropes across the rivers on your course. And Scott and I kind of were like, what river? <laughs> what? Where was there a river? Yeah. And th- it was one of the crossings in mm-hmm. one of the parks had gone from a stream to like a full-on rager in yeah. Naples. So yep. hmm, who knew? And I remember, thank God Matt took pictures because I wasn't in the red, right headspace to take pictures. And um, there's just this one picture of me like with my hands on my hips, just like staring off in this space. And it's just... The trail is just a creek. Like you look at it and there's just flowing water. Yeah. And I'm the mud was up to my knees and it's not normally that way. Normally yeah. it's a beautifully groomed trail, buttery soft. And I just remember after Cayuga with all the creek crossings, how bad my feet blistered. Mm-hmm. I was paranoid yeah. about twisted. Yeah. I carried a pair of what I was hoping was going to be dry socks in my pack, <laughs> and they weren't. They were sopping wet by like mile 20. And um, But I had my fresh pair at Bud Valley when I met Matt, so I changed shoes, changed socks, which I think was a huge lifesaver. Yeah. But, wow. Um, but you did it. I did it. Yeah. I did it. In uh, 
19 hours and 34 minutes. That's right. So before that, your previous long was the Cayuga, 14 hours and 23 minutes. So Cutting it close, cutting it very close to those cutoffs. I cut my my first twisted closer than that. I finished in 1743, and the first year was an 18-hour cutoff. So I only had 17 minutes to spare. But when I think about it, half an hour is really 30 seconds per mile, exactly. which is terrifying. Isn't it, it is terrifying if you actually think about it. Uh-huh. So. And and all it and there's 11 aid stations on that course. So that's only an extra 2 minutes, 3 minutes at each aid yep. station and you're done. Cooked. Yep. Well, I remember at I think it was Just after Lake David, I was nervous about the cutoffs, and my watch had died at this point. And I remember I kept asking Matt, like, every 30 seconds, I'm like, are we okay? Are we going fast (laughs) enough? Do you think we're going to have enough time? He goes, will you just trust me? It's like, okay, I trust (laughs) you. Just um, run. I remember (laughs) poor Mike that was at the second-to-last aid station. Mike made Odyssey? Yes. Yeah. Um, Mitchellsville. Yes. Yep. I had gotten there. And, and Mitchellsville is like 50, 56. Yes. Right. And I remember thinking we were cutting it very close to that aid station. And I we had gotten there and the aid station is across the road. And, you know, cars had the right of way. It's pitch black at this point. And there's a car coming. So Mike is across the street telling me, no, 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 like, wait. And the car slows down and is doing that thing. It's like, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. And Mike's like, no, Katie, you stay. Let the car go. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't have time. Someone make up their mind. Can I cross the road to get to this aid station? And I was just, poor Mike. I remember just being like, we're not going to make it. He's like, you're fine. You are fine. And just from there, it was Urbana. And then from there, just the finish. That's it. That's it. Like it was easy. all it is. Yeah. Um, Do you think a lot about, um, as you get into these bigger races, do you think a lot about, like, what am I going to eat? Do you lay out all your stuff? Do you do preparation? Or do you just kind of wing it? Um, I just kind of wing it and hope for the best. <laughs> I know what works. Um, I'm not very big into the salty. Like, I don't do the pretzels, the chips, or anything. Um, but I find I have my nutrition that I know works. And then at the aid station, if there's pierogies or quesadillas, <laughs> I'll go for that. Um, but I just... I have what I know works for me, and I use that as my base and then get to the aid station and just figure out what sounds good to me because that's probably what my body needs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so so for something like Twisted where you're expecting you're going to be out there for 20 hours, yeah. you don't really freak out about the preparation at all. You yeah. just kind of bring your tried and true yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. 
to um Sheila see, got me hooked on um Sour Patch Kids at uh-huh. Kiva, so I made fruit sure I had ups. plenty of those. <laughs> yep. Yeah, fruit roll ups and Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> um. Do you have things that you have to run with? Like, do you have a special buff that you need to bring? Or do you have like a... No. No, none of that. I'm a very bad packer. Believe it or not, Twisted Branch, my my Nathan vest that I use, I forgot my bottles. Huh. Yeah. I remember getting my stuff together in the tent thinking I had everything in my duffel bag. And I'm like where are my bottles? Mm. And then I'm like, what am I going to put my tailwind in? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is me as an ultra runner. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You so, really? But I made it work. Yeah. You seem like you're put together most of the time. I seem like I'm put together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. Uh, but, but you go out and do 50Ks by yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just do my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Twisted Branch. Uh, so, like I said, I think the runner that I'm looking at was sort of forged in Cayuga. Do you do you feel that way as well? Or do you think there was something – I mean, that's a big summer. It right? was. Like, um, the only thing you didn't do was the many on the Jenny, right? Right. Like, well, I volunteered. I swept right. the first half yep. and then was able to pass out the awards at the end, which mm-hmm. was actually a really great experience mm-hmm. because since I am a back of the packer, I don't get to see my friends finish. <laughs> but having swept the first course, I got to run part of it. And then to see all my friends finish at the end is kind of a great experience. Yeah. So, so do you think what did you what did you take away from Twisted Branch at Cayuga? You sort of took I, I can do this yeah. right, and pain you can work through pain. What what was Twisted Branch for you? I think for Twisted was kind of just silencing the self doubt and just kind of thinking. If you want something, just go out and get it, mm-hmm. you know, put in the work that you need to to accomplish it. But if there's something that you have, a goal that you have or something you want to do, there's nothing stopping you. Just go out and do it. There's no excuses why you can't do something. So I just throw caution to the wind and just do it. Well, there you so go. You know that's my like, mantra for 2019. <laughs> so we're gonna see how that works out for me. <laughs> yeah, throw caution to the wind. That's right. So did did that mantra have anything to do with you signing up for Breakneck? Like, what was Breakneck all about? Breakneck was just like a fun vacation with friends. We got I don't know a group of 20 of us to go down from Rochester down to the Catskills to do Breakneck. And we just got to drink and run all weekend. <laughs> kind of a great weekend. <laughs> but that, uh, but that throw caution of the wind. I mean, there's some, there's some sketchy parts to that course. There it's, was. That's not like anything else that you've run before. Right. And I think it's a great challenge, and it was a great way to kind of. I don't know, spice things up a little bit. You do the trail running all the time, but this is true 
climbing at some points mm-hmm. and to have two of our guys that went Matt and Garth finished the double. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of us just did the single course loop and that was tough. I can't imagine going back out and doing a second loop mm-hmm. of that course. Yeah, that's, but if you haven't done it, I would recommend doing it cause it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it, well, and uh, this year you also got to run the real course where Breakneck Ridge was still open and all yes. that. Yep. So that this was the year to do it if yep. you were going to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Just a road trip with friends. Yeah. You've had a, a couple of, of those, right? I mean, you've been out to California. You've been to Connecticut. Yep. Uh, Chile now and now right. Breakneck. Breakneck and Chile in the same sentence. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so that's kind of like, I mean, current day. That Those are all your races in a nutshell. Yes. Um, but you've had, like I said, some of these adventures along the way where you've spent the day in Durand. And, yeah. You know, um, but what what's next? What's going on? 2019, throw caution to the wind. That's and right. so what? So um, what does that mean? So what that means is... Laurel, Laurel Highlands. Yowzer. Yeah. So, so not content with 64 or 65 miles. Nope. We're just go bump it up 70. a little bit. Just something a little bit more. Nice. Um, I knew Laurel s- sold out pretty fast and they had opened up opened up registration a little bit earlier than they had last year. And it's usually like the first week of December, right? Last year, it was Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving. This year, they opened it up on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And Laurel is old school. You fill out a paper application. You mail in a check. The only way that you know that you got in is if your check gets cashed. Yeah, the race director doesn't even, like, send you an email or anything. Nope. And, uh... I had to talk to my boss at work to see if I could get off for the weekend. You know, it took about a week for us to kind of figure stuff out. And the next Tuesday, so one week had passed, and she goes, you know what? I'll give you the weekend off from work. And the next morning, I mailed in the application and the check. And that afternoon on Facebook, they posted that it was sold out. I was devastated absolutely devastated and um it w- i don't know it was one of those things that in the back of my mind i was like well now what now what am i gonna do you know because it was something i had been thinking about and toying with and um so it, it kind of sucked you know seeing that registration was closed but i had gotten my checkout in the mail and maybe like a week and a half later, I checked my bank account. I was like, why is it so low? <laughs> and I looked and my check had gotten cashed. And yeah. I have never been more ecstatic in my life. <laughs> I was like, my check, my check cleared. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like yeah. somebody allowed me to spend 175 Yay! bucks. Hooray. <laughs> um. So, yeah. And then realizing that my check did clear i was like i've got a lot of work to do because i took a lot of time off from after twisted Mm -hmm. um you know like i said i had been doing 40 mile weeks is just kind of like a standard and i can guarantee you i have not been doing 40 mile weeks after twisted um 
So it's kind of a reality check to kind of get back in the swing of things. So I have a few um, 50Ks that I'm looking at leading up to Laurel as kind of preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but winter, I feel like winter is a hard time to train, but if you want it bad enough, you'll get it done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, 50Ks. Um, so last year, um, on a whim, um, Jeff Darling and Scott McGee put together this goofy race. Um, Silly that- race. Why would they do it? <laughs> Why? Well, the thing was, it wasn't supposed to be like a race that anybody else wanted to do. So there were about 10 or 12 of us that did Frozen Branch. Mm-hmm. And uh, you sort of start at the end of the Twisted Branch course and you run 25K down to Urbana. And then the intent is you run 25K back up. Um, but it was probably like 14 to 16 inches of snow and we, we were breaking trail. We ran that same weekend down in the Finger Lakes mm-hmm. and it took us over seven hours to do 20 miles. Yeah. Because we're post-holing it. Yep, it's like the whole way. A foot and a half of snow the entire way. Yep. And, and I remember in the back of my head, I was like, I think there was a race this weekend. <laughs> I'm like, why? Yeah. What's so funny about it is most of us got down to Urbana and we're like, all right, cool. That's it. Um, that was good. And, uh, you know, then we had to get back up. You know, it, it was impossible. Only Scott, uh, Scott McGee and uh, Sam yep. finished and went the other. And we were all back there waiting for him, you know, and everybody left. And then it was like me and Jeff and Laura, like, waiting. And yeah. we got three people clapping when you finish a 50K. Like, so um, that was going to be it. You know, it was done. That was Frozen Branch. And then people started asking about it. Mm-hmm. When's Frozen Branch going to be next year? And we were like, why? What? what why would you even want to? And uh, so you signed up for it this year. I did. <laughs> I was the first person to sign up for it because uh, I thought it. The registration opened at midnight, but the 25K opened at midnight. The 50K opened at 10. So I set myself a reminder. And um, as soon as 10 o'clock hit, I signed up for it. And Josh Frankel <laughs> messaged me and he's like, God damn, you're fast. <laughs> so he was the second person that signed up for it. But I knew I knew it was going to be limited spots. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how limited. Um, but I'm glad I got into it. You're glad um, you got into it right now. I hope now. there's a 20-hour cutoff for Frozen Branch 50K. <laughs> you, you're glad you got into it right now. Yes. What, um, what you need to realize is from Urbana up to the start is up. Yes. It's all uphill. 25K of uphill. The only a great thing, training run. The only thing you get that's downhill is the crazy Newton Road climb. That's the one that brings you up oh, before yes. you go down into Mitchellsville. Yes. Yep. That's the only downhill you get. And it's not pleasant. So it's all right. um I I'll, need it. I'll, I'll I'll be there. I will serve you some vegan chili at your finish line. Okay. Um, I hope there's some left. <laughs> there you and everybody else. Um so yeah, good luck with that. Thank you. One. <laughs> I'm actually excited. Oh, I'll it's be super I'll be thirty one I mean, this year. 
and I figured I should do a 31 miles for my birthday, and it was close enough, so I figured, why not? And you haven't done a 50K, so it's about time you do one, right? I've done a 50K. Um, I I did English Ridge Rumble Oh, you did the Ridge Rumble. Sorry. Okay. That was actually my first 50K. Yeah. Yeah. After after you (laughs) After 340 milers. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. My first 50K was a training run for Twisted Branch. Yep. I was six months in the training for Twisted before I ran a 50K. <laughs> so that's so fine. You I'm can hoping do it. there's going to be two more. I'm, I've been meaning to sign up again for English Ridge. And then I'm hoping also to get into Valone's um, Palmer's Pond 50K. Yeah, Valone and so. Colin have brought that back. Yeah. I didn't I was traveling for the first one. I didn't get to go and I only I got raked over the coals for not going to no. it. So um I hope to be there for that cuz yeah. that just seems like more uh, more stupidity, you know. <laughs> seems like a fun time. Yeah. So Laurel Highlands, that's a big deal. 70 miler. Yes. Are you secretly working up to a 100 miler, Katie? Um I don't know. I've thought about it. Not seriously, but I've thought Well, about nobody it. thinks about them seriously. I mean, I was a little excited when I found out that Twisted Branch was a Western States qualifier. Yeah. And Laurel is also a Western yeah. States qualifier. Mm-hmm. Do I think I can finish in the time that they require? Um, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. Depends on how much I want to train between now and June. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to get back up to your 40-mile week. I do. I do. Um, but I don't know. Maybe someday. I'm not ruling it out. Well, why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? I mean, sleep deprivation is uh, a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd be fun in a weird way, weird, sick, twisted way. Mm -hmm. But maybe someday. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what else you got? Anything anything else you want to chat about that we didn't uh, talk about? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we covered all the bases for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do this again next year. Yeah, we'll cover your cover how you went from seventy to a hundred yeah. miles in yeah. a year in yeah. the same year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Seventy miles, you're already trained for a hundred miler. So. I know. Stop putting these ideas in my head. I don't because have to. June is early enough that I could aim for a hundred miler in like the fall. You could do Vermont or Oil Creek. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I would do Royal Greek. Mm. Seems tough. It's another one where you get to mail in your check and hope they're oh, willing really? to take Ooh, your money. Oh, really? Exciting. Sort of, so. <laughs> All right. Um, so thanks. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's fun. Thank you for coming. Yes. Um, and uh, we will check in. So. Absolutely. Please right. do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Hold me accountable. I need it. All right. <laughs> all right there you go um from from katie gailey's mouth there's no reason for you to not get out and do whatever it is that you want to do you have no obstacles in your way whether it's uh the 18 inches of snow that's going to fall this weekend or that nagging voice in your head or the fact that you forgot your water bottles before you're going to run for 20 hours. None of those things should uh, stop you from chasing after your goals. 
So uh, be sure to check out the show notes. You can find links to some of the stuff that we talked about, like the uh, conservation uh, group that Katie hung out with. You could check the uh, the W circuit. You can find Twisted Branch and a couple of the other fun things that we chatted about. So check those out. Um, you can also find a link to the Strava Run group and the aforementioned Patreon page. So uh, just quickly again, thanking all of our Patreon supporters. Again, um, that financial support always helps. Uh, so if you um, want to support the podcast, go out to the show notes again. Um, again, you can find those in your podcast player. That's that's where they're easiestly found. Or easiestly? I don't think that's a word. Um, or you could go to runninginsideoutpodcast.com slash 074. 74, like the number of miles that Katie will run at Laurel Highlands. <laughs> um, keep in mind, the number one way that you can support the show is to tell your friend and help them subscribe. Contrary to belief, people don't know how to subscribe to podcasts yet, so we have to help them. It's our civic duty. Uh, one last thing, I'm always interested in your comments and feedback on the show, so email me at chris at runninginsideoutpodcast.com and let me know your thoughts. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.